Okay. So yeah, that was Sprout. Yeah. Our next segment is called Seedling. The, the Seedling. Which is 18 to 25. So this was like mostly my um, undergrad and grad school life. At um, College? Yes. So undergrad at K College. And that in in itself was a super formative experience. I, I loved my college experience, but I think like I grew up the most, um, well, as most people do, um, in college. And it wasn't really until like, okay, so the, the formative time that I'm choosing is my gap year in between K College and U of M grad school. Okay. Like at the end of my senior year of high school, I started like the, uh, it was like the, the beginnings of my like eating disorder, which I will get into. Um, but that kind of like changed my entire life. So throughout college, I mean, I really like loved every part of it it was it was great but like and then also toxic boy number you know whatever but really like the main one in my life I like couldn't understand I like I I was just like at his will if he wanted to like um talk and and whatever I mean the four years of this he was a year older than me but like I was just like you're just completely it was up infatuated to him. with him and you're oh, yeah. back and call. And he would like, yeah, exactly. When he was into it, it would be great. And then we would just like wouldn't talk. And it was like, it was so destructive yeah, to my hard time psyche. Too. And then, oh like, my God. You don't pay attention to like the correlations between like, this is something that's happening mm-hmm. and then this is why I'm feeling crappy well, yeah. the and, next day. And an eating disorder is such a complex issue that uh, goes beyond class and education Absolutely. and intelligence like all of that so that can only be worsened by the complications of being a young impressionable person yes. who's in love with someone who probably is not good for them oh my but, god yeah. <laughs> totally uh, yeah. and i tied everything to my weight every single thing yeah. i thought it's so uh, easy his, to do it's yeah so easy to do his attention i thought was tied to my weight yet so hard to explain yeah yeah whether I had a good soccer game or not, or, or like whatever was tied to my, tied to my weight, it was it was just like, and, and and I also know that like I had the best experiences and the be- like like, um, grew so much as a person intellectually and and in other ways where like I but I could not leave this like kind of um, kid, <laughs> it just felt it was such a childlike. Um, point of view but it was it was ingrained in me and and uh when do you think you began to have an eating disorder so I think it was like I I remember specifically this entire timeline if you feel comfortable talking about oh yeah absolutely that. I mean no 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 I I always am um but it was like the end of junior year of high school I remember that I there had to be like a a a lot of stuff leading up to this moment, but I remember getting injured in, um, like I, I had a knee injury. It was a like very minor, um, during the soccer season and I couldn't like play for, let's say a couple weeks. And so I had to like, I was going to the athletic trainer every day, but I couldn't like really, um, couldn't practice, couldn't, couldn't play or whatever. And I, he would have me kind of like 
I could run though after a certain amount of days of like rehab. And so I was just like, you know, running around the track and stuff. And I started to like be like, oh, actually running is kind of cool. There, You start to like get, you know, there's a certain thing with running versus every other sport where it's like, it's not fun until it is. I think you're you're the like endorphin release and like the runner's high kind of like kicks in at some point not even on a specific run but at a certain point in your like journey and this is not for everyone but like I started to be like oh I maybe I kind of like this and it was at that point too I was starting to get into like nutrition and health and stuff and I don't know maybe I like read a book or something but at that point I started like just kind of like writing down what I was eating um because again that was like the picture of nutrition at that time like 2006 and 7 or whatever um and uh counting calories and stuff and at that point it wasn't like to lose weight or anything I was just interested in it and then after soccer see I you know came back from the knee injury just fine played um played the rest of the season and but I, like on weekends I would go for runs and stuff because I was like oh this is kind of cool and then I the the seasons changed for like basketball was always in the fall and then my senior year this whole thing happened where like basketball season was now in the winter so I had an open quote-unquote open fall season of high school sports so I was there's like me and a couple other girls on the basketball team were like hey what if we just like ran cross country or whatever and so we did and then I got into like competitive running and that whole, again, I don't blame cross country for that, but the, there's so much surrounding competitive running where like uh, so many runners, of course, especially female runners have eating disorders and like they like, you know, think about thinness and and, and body image and, and whatnot. And I just kind of got caught up. And once I started like losing weight, I was like, oh, interesting. It's not that I was like, overweight before that but I definitely you know like my body changed and that in combination with like counting calories and like cutting cutting Which out you probably did not need to do yeah oh, did not you like become all. like addicted to like the results and absolutely the changes and like, let's just keep uh yes. working on this and, and focus I, my energy into that exactly that and and I and I like became pretty obsessed with like the numbers of everything and I think like I, I my brain loves that kind of stuff anyway where like this was something that I was like oh I see results like I I, I didn't see a problem with it and then I on top of that was getting all these like like po- the positive reinforcement of it which is sickening yeah <laughs> yeah it really is is so destructive don't ever comment on uh, people's yeah, bodies that, yeah no it's so fucked up. good or bad leave us alone yes no oh, there's literally God. just like so many other things you can say to a person don't oh make a God. comment about their fucking appearance right so and crazy the comment can like but the fact that like one comment like that by someone that they probably do not remember right was something that was so memorable to you that now here you are however many yeah. years later you're like this was a very big thing everyone's Absolutely. got like that memory of someone making a comment about their appearance and it's like and it's completely ingrained into my memory for yeah. the rest of my life yes yeah. yeah oh i remember so many any comments about my body like i i i think i could like a lot of them like that i remember like i i remember word for word what people said right. it, good or bad <laughs> it's like pretty crazy that it's like the emotions tied to it and it's not it's not 
other people's fault because again i think we lived in a time where like that's what you did is like oh yeah. my god you look like you lost you weight you should want this yes exactly yeah and i'm so yeah, yeah yeah and and you know this this was the time period i was in where like that is yeah that's that's what you do and family members people are linking up boys and girls and you're like i want i'm noticing these things i want yeah. this for myself oh my god and one of the most oh god the, this is like annoying to say but one of the most popular boys we had like a week where we like were hooking up and i was like this would never happen if i didn't lose weight like blah, blah, blah. it all worked so out stupid. yes oh, that's too bad i'm sorry oh, god no 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 i so, mean truly it wouldn't be it started idea. your junior year of high school yes and then now you're in college and yep. where are you at with your eating disorder then so it was kind of in and out i mean freshman year was just a continuation i loved my freshman year of college it was it was so great i think the lifestyle like totally worked for me everybody was like um k college there wasn't really the hierarchy in the, in the same way that high schools people are like growing up and you know there's a whole other slew of issues and stuff but i i just like um you know I did really well on the soccer team and and my brother was also at K college but he was studying abroad at that time so I was able to kind of like make a name for myself with already having people be like oh you're Ben's sister but he wasn't there to like cast a shadow at that time so it was like everything was just like so incredible I love my K college experience and then after that I feel like it kind of went downhill of like being so afraid of gaining weight well okay new freshman class of people once i'm a sophomore and like uh uh a year into this like destructive whatever this relationship was with this with this guy and i I mean i think that was a huge part of it but then everything after kind of like felt like okay well then now there's a there's a um there's a good and a bad and i need to stay on the good part of my whatever whatever it was eating disorder soccer relationships whatever it was I like was so concerned with like maintaining expectations that I thought people had of me that like more restricting and then which led to more binging and then any like tiny bit of weight gain send me into would send me into like a little bit of a spiral so of course it wasn't like as bad as I'm making it sound all the time but this was like the, the but just path. because there were good parts of yeah. that time doesn't mean that there couldn't have been bad parts oh too. totally all valid exactly yeah so in in college it kind of got gradually worse um with like um just kind of like restricting and binging patterns um and trying to hide it and stuff like that and it you know, it was also pretty tied. I, I think about injuries a lot because they keep me from like running, which was my, my huge And then crutch. you probably feel bad about yourself and binge mm-hmm. at that time. Like oh, crazy. totally. Yeah. And then you have no way to purge. My, yeah. my form of purging was exercising, obviously. <laughs> I bet you could guess. And um, yeah, I... Um, uh, during these like I, I, one of the one of the huge times was like I, I had a stress fracture my senior year of, of college. And it was at a time, of course, where like running was going well. I was doing the, oh my God, I loved at K College. They had a um, Freylon, which was like a student led dance production. And I did that every year. I was obsessed with it. And I choreographed my senior year and was involved in so many dances. That's and cool. it was like, oh my God, connecting back to my, I, I danced like 
through middle school oh, okay. um and then had to quit just i had an ankle injury and oh god long story but anyway it was cool to like reconnect with that and like the you know uh foreshadowing of like that that performer energy kind of would come out and basically just had a stress fracture that uh doing all that stuff and truly and i I don't know if this is the time i I would like talk about it because it kind of leads into my formative experience but like the ability to deal with these injuries and like accepting my body where it's at are like the times where I think I learned the most like once I was not able to run and I was not able to like like focus on controlling my weight in this way with this injury I started getting involved in more like student organizations and like going to these meetings I like was involved in this group my senior year called uh, Women, Food, and Bodies, which was like incredible. And I would like start like doing other stuff and making friends outside of the, the people I was like mostly hanging out with. And I was, it wasn't until like my senior year of college where I was like, oh my God, there's so much outside of what I've been like focusing on with like trying to be this athlete or trying to be this or that when like there's so much to offer at, at Kalamazoo. So I majored in psych, loved it. And then in the gap, I took a gap year in between undergrad and grad school. And I think the decision came because my senior year of K college, I took an issues in public health class and started like realizing, oh my God, there's like, you know, health disparities based on on race and income and, and socioeconomic status and those are the same thing and uh, other social determinants of health and started like really thinking outside of the box in terms of like what makes up a person's health status and those are all the things that I was interested in in public health I still wanted to go into something like that had to do with eating disorders but I, I my mom was also she was a public health major she did more like health uh, like biostatistics and like math type stuff but she went to grad school at u of m school of public health so it was sort of like all right well i'm just gonna continue following everybody in my family <laughs> education was <laughs> it really was like my my whole life i feel like i would just like never do something outside of what i knew that was like a huge thing for me as well, well. that's kind of what we all do as people yeah. we look up to people and then we kind of form our path yeah, like, alongside them to? what yeah. do you know exists out in the world exactly. to do? totally and I, I only do like nurse doctor yeah. lawyer <laughs> I, I went to art school to be in advertising art direction i didn't know what the fuck that was that is so but i went cool, to do though. i went to do it because my cousin Teresa was like uh, just like I don't know, like my second mom and like she worked for this company that like took her on all these vacations and it and, like she took me to work sometimes with her when they had yes. like bring someone to work day or whatever. And I was just like, this is so cool. And so like I went to school for that. Totally. You know? So totally. Yeah, you just like follow people who inspire you. Yes. Oh yeah. my God. 100%. That's exactly what I did. Yeah. I mean, my brother went to K college. He you know played sports he went to madrid for study abroad i went to madrid for study abroad i like every single thing shout out madrid shout out madrid. madrid shout out madrid spain so that's what kind of led me to i i applied to different public health um schools in my gap year and um and how old were you at this point at this, this point? after college yeah so 20 gap year like 22, 22. 23 yeah okay. oh god 
Yes. So it had been that many years that you had a eating disorder. Yes. And you know what? It was... it. <laughs> Did it fluctuate to points where yes. you weren't really participating? I oh my god! I don't know. Totally, totally. Uh, yeah, good. Uh, yeah, and then I would try to like latch on to things like what makes it good, what makes it bad. That gap year for me was, I mean, that was the time that I was like uh, spiraled to its worst. I would say in terms of like, I I just had no. I had no control in that. Were you working during this gap year? Great question. Like, because it's like, do so you feel like a loss of like this. structure? Yes. Like, yeah. Loss of independence. I went and was living with my parents. Back um, in L Town. Back in L Town. You know, from living, oh, from being in college, there was no more organized sports. So I didn't have like that team. Um, and you had like that independence. Yes. And then you're like, oh, I'm a kid again. I'm yes. back at home. Yeah, it's just back at home. Oh my God. Absolutely. So I was coaching soccer. I was, I had like a couple different internships in the health field that all sucked. But it um, sounds like you were keeping busy. I was totally trying. Yeah. And then I also had knee surgery because another, another like, that's so interesting thing. to me that. Your eating disorder was like very much so intertwined with injuries. I never would have. Yeah. I never would have correlated those two. Yeah. Which I'm like not it, saying that probably was why you had an eating disorder, but it seems like every time you've brought up a moment where it was at its worst or at its best was around an injury. That's wild. So absolutely true. Because I think what it was is like my like running and exercise was so intertwined with my eating disorder. And I disorder. never thought of that as a purge option. That's so wild. Yeah. There is like a diagnosis that's exercise bulimia and I could probably be diagnosed with that at that time and, you know. Um yeah. I think when I was home at one point they had me go see an uh a therapist that specialized in eating disorders in Ann Arbor and she's my current therapist to this day and even then I think that was like the probably the point where I was like I was still in denial but it was like the first meeting I had with her and like you know I, I was pretty resistant to any sort of help but she then recommended me to someone in Kalamazoo so I would see her throughout my like junior and senior year and uh this this therapist in Kalamazoo and even then I just like yeah, it, it it's it's it wasn't until I fully accepted it. It like um in it was in that gap year that I was like I have no control over these behaviors right now and I am going something has to change. Uh, that was when I fully admitted it because I just like I uh, I think a huge part of it was because I, I well, wasn't it's affecting able to... your life. Oh, you yeah. Know, like, there's no, I didn't want to go there's out. no ignoring this anymore. I'm exactly. sure like there was like a little voice in your head that always existed. And it's like, this is a problem that we're going to have to address one day. But right now I'm able to function with this. But then you get yes. to a certain point where it's like, uh, it's fucking up all these yeah, other I'm parts not of your life. You, you got to get help. You got to acknowledge it. You got to. You're exactly right. Yeah, that I is... think a lot of people could relate to a lot of these things. Oh, yeah. Food is like a crazy thing because it's like you yeah. have to live with it. You have to. You have to eat But like to live. so many of us have an unhealthy relationship with it, like whether it's just like coping mechanisms or mm -hmm. whatnot. Right. It's just like, yeah. yeah. Well, and culturally, it takes on a lot of different forms too. Like, for example, um, like a lot of people when they're angry, when they're trying to comfort, when they're sad, or when they're happy, they all entertain with food. Yep. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, yeah. You know, like I can honestly say in my family, we are a family that no matter what the occasion is, it it has food. Absolutely. So whether whatever emotion it is, you have this memory your whole life of food accompanying it. Oh, my God. It's so, so true for me. I I mean, I, I. loved food I'm still I'm obsessed with it even now but but it's it makes it so difficult because so many of your good experience well I'll I'll just talk for myself so many of my good experience were were like intertwined with food and I think back to like you know I'd hold on to things like oh this you know holiday where we had this meal was so wonderful so you try to like you think Replicate it's the meal it. yeah, yeah you think yeah. it's the, the food that it's was all like, the, the good things experience. including the food not absolutely. just the food. absolutely yeah Thank yeah. you so much for sharing that, though, because yeah, I feel like so many people are going to be able to uh, be like connect with that, you yeah, know, right, right. And that's very vulnerable. Oh, so well, thank I you. That. Yes. Yeah, we should go to our sage stage. Let's yeah, let's do the sage. Because you said that you're you're like, this is going into the next thing. Yep. You do a lot of writing and performing and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. So I think like. My legs have fully fallen asleep. <laughs> <laughs> um, Maggie's standing up for everybody. So, um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so the, the, I mean, one of the huge things coming out of my recover, like uh, so many things went into my, like accepting and, and recovering from my eating disorder, which I'm doing on a daily basis. I mean, recovery is a journey. I'm never yeah, going to be fully never recovered. Probably never, yeah. um, but one of those things was, um, of course, improv which just led me to so many wonderful things and I think what what like a huge part of what that time period for me did was like help me realize that like oh I can be myself I do have these friends that like <laughs> aren't, aren't gonna like expect things out of me everybody just like uh, yeah like there are other things out there yes and you find that I like I, I guess like finding that um, piece of me that was sort of missing and like fulfilling that part of me has, has just been like pretty insanely cool. How did you get involved in improv? So, I mean, it was during that time where I was like trying to figure out who I was and recovering from this eating disorder and like really trying to like listen to what my body needed. And my, I just shout out to my therapist, Amy Pershing in Ann Arbor. She's like truly incredible and saved my life. Um, but she, she, I, I started like in that gap year started getting into like podcasts and comedy and things like that. Started listening to comedy bang bang. And then through also started like tweeting a lot. Don't go back and read my tweets. They're all fucking stupid and terrible. But I started like being obsessed with comedy and like Chelsea Peretti, I feel like was like a huge person in my life where I was like, Oh, this cannot, is not I cannot think of Chelsea Peretti and not think of Julia Schroeder. So, oh my God. True obsession. Because of your mad love. Yes, there are, there are certain people in my life, certain, they're not in my life. <laughs> and Nick Kroll. Nick Kroll, of course. It's like, it's like, oh God, yeah, that I, I don't know, just kind of like opened my eyes to like, oh my God, comedy is a, is a world and I like it. <laughs> um, but I never thought it was something that I would do, but you know, they, they all talk about improv and whatever and I was like, the, the, the thing that kind of like, clicked in my brain some person that I truly never had a conversation with posted on Facebook like checked in at go comedy improv theater and I'm like oh that's like kind of close to me I wonder so I went and like 
Googled it and I'm like, they do classes and the description kind of spoke to me and I was like, wait, maybe I should do this and talked with my therapist about it. And she was like, you should absolutely do it. There's actually a lot of like, um, crossover between like recovery, uh, the tenants of recovery and the tenants of improv and like I, I, you know, if it's something you're interested in, I, I fully recommend it. And I just was like planning to do one class and like see how it goes because I was about to start grad school. Um, and then, yeah, that was that was it. I, I, I loved history. it. Yeah, oh. yeah, totally. So you just loved it from the start. Yeah, I mean, I think I think there was something. I wasn't I wasn't good from the start, but I had that like like performer energy that like I'm like oh. I can let this out in these classes. And did you feel like that was the first time you let it out since like dancing in middle school? I think dance was a huge part of it. I think. Because you didn't do any like plays or anything in high school. But you want to know what is interesting. I think my like sports is where I let it out because each team was sort of like a, a, you know. Different performance. Yes. And like you, you, every soccer team I've been on has been huge like outlet for bits for me okay and i think like i was like my my class clown energy would absolutely come out on the soccer field because sometimes in class like you don't have your like group where like if you make a comment in class like you don't know what's gonna happen or whatever what's gonna hit yes exactly but on the soccer land yep yep exactly but (laughs) but on these teams like we all were like on the same page and it was like so there's always like this underlying thing like i perform i prefer to be like on this performative level yes and like what better outlet than taking an improv class oh absolutely yep it did feel like that that dance energy that's that soccer energy like all, all of that um and yeah, I, I think it took a few classes to really, li- well, uh, with anyone to like get good at it. But sure. I think I knew that I like had You're that. Like, there's the f- like the foundation somewhere inside here. We just have to yes. get to it. Right. Yes. I will say that Julia changed my improv dumb. Um, I had my first two classes with Matt and like Janelle and like Katie and them in some way or another. And then there was a week that I took this intro three class forget it and i had to drop it because i was busy or something but i went to one class and walked in and julia was on stage and they were like someone was supposed to like go up and i remember looking at julia and she had stripes on and flower boots and i was like who the hell is that girl she's the coolest girl i've ever met someone who can mix 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 stripes and floral is Mm -hmm. my hero and i went up on stage and me and you had like just the funniest time i don't remember even what we said but i don't even think we acted we just laughed at each other truly and it was with kara troutman and me and you just like fell in love and you guys bonded at that moment honestly that class okay so that class one week with jules yes kara troutman's class like in general One week with Jules. Yes. Kara Drummond's class in general was like a turning point for me in my improv career. But that class, I, Maggie left such an impression on me. I was like, I think this is the funniest girl I've ever met in my life. And I feel like I was so, uh, uh, once again, in that mode of like, oh my God, this is a whole world and I'm just at the bottom of it. And I was like very insecure at that time of like, well, even, even now, I mean, I think to anyone listening, literally just 
Put shit out there. Do, Do not care it. if it's good or bad. Me and Julia have a 15-minute video on Literally YouTube. Literally 15. Bob was like, is... you need to cut this down if you're going to release it. <laughs> yeah, we're like, no, we're going to release it. We released it. 15 minutes of pure bullshit. But and people we... laughed loved it we yeah. had 63 views and we thought we were famous <laughs> we thought we were like living uh, our life funny. yes yeah. you yeah. were such a formative friend for me too because i like you lived in the ferndale area like we would go over i remember i had hippies pizza and i just thought you were like oh my god the cool like another one of the coolest but all of my friends i want to say like truly i i i owe my entire but life i'm cooler all than friends. all of you so listen yes. up and listen out yes <laughs> just kidding seriously but we would like talk about life and love and improv and we we were so hungry it was like yeah finally someone to like oh wow i love your comedic voice and like someone to like chat with and we would just like laugh for fucking ever ever forever oh, and a yeah we hung yeah. yeah i i will stand by this i cannot write by myself i can't i can't understand how to write a sketch by myself well sometimes man. All, all i'm trying to say is it's so much easier to be funny and come up with ideas and whatever when you're bouncing for things sure. off each 100%. other oh yeah, I love. don't know who needs to oh, hear that. Nice. Maybe just myself. <laughs> Side note: Two years later, I took improv yes. because I saw Julia's post. Hell yeah! And I was like, I remember being like, "Oh, I've never seen you perform, but I guess that makes sense because you have like a fun personality." So I'm like, "Yeah, okay, I could see that." And then I, you invited me to go see like an itty bits or something. Totally. It was like a competition. And you guys won. I think you won the whole was, entire was thing. Was it Doug and I went Nicole? And saw it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally. Yep, and you were fucking awesome. And I was like, holy shit, this is great. Uh, they look like they're having a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. I'm not at that level, but I want to take a class and like check it out. You know? I, and I remember you reaching out and I'm like, um, yes. The, the fact that Brendan hasn't started improvising already. Like, this is such a no brainer. I was like pumped for you to even start. And here we are. There we go. Yeah. God. Ugh. I and now so and it's crazy. just like taking you on such a journey such now a you're journey. living in new york yes. tell us about that what's because yes. that's got to be so vulnerable moving oh out from home living in new york truly being crazy a I, I mean and you're I think... doing so well like from someone who's not in new york like the fact that you're performing at the magnet that you're doing all of these things and like that's just so awesome i'm so happy for you are you still Thank in you. um story pirates yes yeah that's awesome Honestly, that's probably my my favorite thing I'm doing. It's it's just so cool. Yeah, it, New York. The more we're there, the more it feels like um, home and like validating and um, rewarding. It, it's super hard at first because, like you know, you guys know, like here, you, it's such a tight knit community where you have access to stage time and you kind of like you have an idea for a show and you can just kind of like put it up and. When you first move somewhere, it's like you have to reprove yourself and you have like both the super high confidence of like, you know, um, what you can do versus like, you know, nobody knows who you are. Right. It means nothing until <laughs> people know. have seen you perform. Exactly. And even when you do like that, you know, you could have the best show and people still are like, OK, well, whatever. Yeah, it takes and you could time. have one person in the audience. It's just so much harder to like find your community and get people to like, you know. <laughs> yeah find an audience and all yes. of that yeah yeah you've been exactly. there for like over three years right well it'll be three in june okay yeah yeah like a little chunk of time and now it's finally starting to feel like home yes yeah totally um and, and yeah like 
I think one of the hardest parts of it was like, I, you know, I, I was working at Blue Cross before and had this kind of public health track where I, you know, was living downtown Detroit and, and, you know, improvising and doing sketch and shows every night. And like, it was a really freaking great life and stuff. But I, I think comfortable. I, yeah, exactly. So the, the, I think I had never really understood what like <laughs> being on my own and uh, being not having money is. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. very privileged life and so this uh, you know if not anything else has taught me so much about like yeah like finding your way on your own um was i i haven't had a full-time job since i since i moved there or since i quit blue cross i there was like a little bit of overlap where i worked remotely but yeah just kind of like taking out the safety net and and um figuring out how is going to make money and like what that means and what's the what how do you be an actor and make money what is even being an actor me can I call myself an actor there's like all these things trying to like navigate that wall trying to like live in New York was super hard and you know to still like close with all my Detroit friends so like you know it's hard seeing all these sweet shows people are doing and putting up and like I never had any regrets, but it's easy to feel like fuck. Um, did I make the wrong choice or whatever? But then, the, you know, there were all there was always stuff to like pull me back in and and like remind myself why I was why I was there. And you know, of course, it's like paid off by this point. But I, are you seeing you're jealous of other people's shows? Totally. In New York. Oh, um, or no, more so Detroit. Here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like back uh, at home, especially at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Like fear of missing out. Oh yeah. Absolutely. I mean, all my best friends were here and like all my best comedic friends were here, obviously pointing at Maggie because you couldn't see that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, to not have like that group of people to just be like, hey, oh, my God, wouldn't this be fun? Like it's a different energy in New York and like early on to not know who those people are yet is just like it's tough and then of course social media um i i I think it i think it is jealousy even knowing like that that's so irrational to feel but it just is like it is hard yeah that was like definitely human nature you're comparing yourself to other people it's a weird atmosphere to be in in that community it's like this is like you have a very individual thing that you can bring to the table yes but then if other people are getting opportunities that you're not getting like it's impossible almost to not feel bad about yourself oh my god that's the that's the downside to this um this uh career profession or whatever everyone does it is it's like uh the 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 more you can like detach from any like comparisons or, or whatever the, the better it is obviously but, yeah and oh. you only get better at that totally totally i remember when we all first started anytime like anyone oh, yeah. got any opportunity we're like why not why me? didn't why didn't but then like yeah. over time it, you just like realize hey, like, is okay. your mic probably not no, you guys no, yeah. i don't know have i been recording you we'll have oh. i'm watching i'm watching we'll see babies <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, you definitely get better with that over time. Yeah. For oh, sure. 100%. Yeah. And, and now I, I feel like, um, 
yeah, I, I mean, I'm involved in, and I'm back to like involved in too many things. You know what I mean? Which is good like a bad thing in. and a good thing all at exactly. the same time. But it's the thing that you would yeah. rather be doing than not have anything going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, so it's, it's I have a lot wonderful. of respect for that. Good for you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I'm proud of you, Jules. I'm proud Jules, of you guys. I'm proud of you. Yeah. <laughs> From little flower boots to here on the couch. Jack Martin's right. shut up. Look at us. Yeah, finally Aww. donated those last year. They like got ruined it. Oh, so then they got donated. Yeah. It's like, now it's time for someone Actually, else to Actually, you know enjoy. what? I had two pairs. I still have the smaller flower boots. Okay. All right. They're both Doc Martens. I got... Still sad. <laughs> yeah. They were, they were two for two for one sale at a uh, an Ann Arbor's, like, skate shop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, God. Good bargain deal. Yeah. All uh, right, Boo. Do you have any um, niche quiche you want to share with us? Oh, my God. Um... Uh, Wait, I'm sure I do. Do you guys have any right now? Do you have a niche quiche? <sighs> niche quiche. Um... Uh, a follow-up to one of my old niche quiches when I was talking about New Year's glasses and how much I hated them. My friends trolled me and they bought these glasses for my birthday last night that were 30. It was a three and a zero and you could see it through it. Incredible. Trolling me. Yeah. Oh my God. <sighs> I love that so much. I feel like I'm going to walk away from here. And, and also know that I'm have last week, my niche quiche was kind of negative because I talked about Harvey Weinstein. So I wanted to lighten it up this time. And I was going to bring this up if Ellie was here, but we have to reschedule with Ellie because she also loves this uh, actress. But um, Can you say? yeah, of course. Okay. Uh, and Maggie and I like exchanged this video a week ago, but for the independent spirit awards they were doing, <laughs> did you see the video where it was like Aubrey Plaza was the host and she's like, um, the gay men's chorus is going to come out and sing like all of the gayest moments from like this year's movies. So they were like all oh just singing. Oh my God, yes. Like they were like oh saying like uh, the boy from Marriage Story is probably gay because he's obsessed with Halloween and loves his mother. But Absolutely. then they get to a part where they're like singing about Laura Dern and all the things that she did in Marriage Story. And there was like a part where they're like, Laura Dern ordering a kale salad. It, it ends. And then they just like I'm going, Laura Dern, Laura Dern. And Jay yeah. Shore like reacting in the audience. It's like, oh, this is so funny. But Ellie loves Laura Dern. And so do I mean, yeah. like rightfully oh, so, like yes. so fucking good. And especially like Big Little Lie. She's having a moment right now. The but, comedian yes. who wrote that, like, we follow because don't make me call out people's names because I never know how to pronounce them or remember them. But he's like friends with all the last culturistas people. Wait, who's is it, it Julio? No, not Julio. I'll come up with it. Okay. Speaking um, of what, oh, God. Go ahead. No, 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 you go. You go. Okay, well, Finish I'm going to say that say my it. niche quiche right now is last culturistas because it's about to come back. <gasps> it's coming back. Um, yeah, me and Brendan actually, I think, became friends because he recommended to me to listen to Last Culturistas. So good. And I honestly binge listened to 300 episodes, I think, in an hour and 15 minutes, if that's possible. And, um, <laughs> but she just did like, it. But I did it. No, but we just like fell in love with all of these New York City comedians mm -hmm. that anytime I see any of them have a show, I immediately keep doing tag it. every person I've ever known yeah. in them. And actually, it, it was pretty funny because... Um, 
one of these other comedians that's been on there, her name's uh, Christy, she was teaching a stand-up class in Donnie. Astoria, and Donnie just moved there and was like, I want to take stand-up, or like learn more about stand-up and stuff, and I was like, hey, take this class, this yeah. girl's hilarious, and he took the class with yeah. her. He already took it? Did yeah, he, did he, he like finished it? it and everything. I yeah. couldn't go to his show, but I heard it was great. Yeah. I saw Instagram stories. Yeah, yeah. so, um, yeah, I definitely want to give a mad shout-out to Las Culturistas. I can't wait for that yes. to come back. Which would take me into seek treatment both are the two funniest podcasts and they're just great love all those people well bone yang and my okay matt rogers and bone yang were both story pirates they are and so that i'll just say that's my niche quiche is um story pirates story pirates it's really well i guess it's niche okay so like everyone knows about it here's the thing it's truly great both matt and bowen are and matt Okay, so this is crazy. Speaking of Las Colch and Seek Treat, I was just at uh, doing a tour, Mohunk Mountain House. We so it was like upstate New York, and so we did this show there. And the the accompanist was Henry Kapersky. I love Henry Kapersky. Yes, and so he's a Michigan boy. That and We had like a full on moment. Ax, right? Yeah, he's okay. a piano yes. player. And um, he is a God. He's the sweetest he's such a sweetie boy, pie. and we had like truly like a friendship moment. And it, so he's from East Grand Rapids, and so we talked about Michigan. We talked about life and love and the pursuit. <laughs> um, did you tell him you have the Statue of Liberty in your carry on? I did. Well, I t- I told him that I was going to. Yeah. Did he help you steal it? He did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> Come on, and, uh, but yeah, I, I love story parts is truly everybody go fucking listen to the podcast if that's give the best little, you can do. Give them a little. What's the name of the podcast? Story, story pirates. Story just pirates. Story is pirates. Just, okay, I didn't yeah. even know that that existed. So if you don't know what it is, it's it's a children's like media and entertainment company. The thing that they're most known for, there's a branch in uh, New York and there's a branch in L.A. But the thing that they're most known for is they have teaching artists that go into schools, teach kids creative writing, and then. Um, the kids all write these stories and then send them to us and uh, we turn them into like sketch sketches and shows and stuff and then go perform them at schools. And then so we'll perform them at schools and we'll also do like public shows, too. So I was actually in Mid- Midland um, in November, Midland, Michigan. I tried to come and then it was two hours it is away and I couldn't. So far. <laughs> they, they might be doing a Detroit thing, though. But then the developing details came Literally in. Literally people work and it was a 6 it. p.m. Sorry. show. It's like, what? Yeah, I was like, ah, uh, there's no, I can't. <laughs> well, I no way I can be in Midland. She, by used, six. <laughs> she used to be able to materialize, but she lost that ability. I lost it. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. And After I totally listened fine. to an entire series of lots of culture, in an, an hour and 15. 15, 15 yeah, it's like it. you lose. Yeah. <laughs> it's the it's the trade-off. It's really fine. Um, but yeah, um, I, I, I told everybody in my cast, I'm like, maybe my friends will come. And it's like, my mom was there. But it was seriously so freaking cool. And then they were like, she has no friends. But, okay, so Henry and Matt wrote this song. I mean, there were a couple songs together, but they wrote this song for Story Pirates called The Giraffe Didn't Know. And I've performed it a couple times. You know I what? have listened to it because, okay, um, Matt Rogers is mm-hmm. just like the cutest. And he, he posted it or 
someone told me that you can listen to it on Spotify, like yeah. a playlist of songs. And one of them is... It might have been me, literally. It because been it, for Midland, we did that song and I texted you and I was yes, like... Yes, it was Matt, you then. Matt, and you sent me the the Spotify link for it mm-hmm. and I listened to it and it's Matt singing it. And yes. it's so good. Oh my God, it's so good. He's so he and Henry cutie. wrote that together. Yeah. So you performed it a few times? Yeah. I played the part of both the dino and then this past time I played the part of the lion. Oh. But I truly have the worst voice and we were like miked. I, I like when I can like shout sing or, or, or sing truly under my breath. But like I felt so... This does not matter, but I like can't stop thinking about how... If you were to like take a recording of my voice singing this song... This past week, I think everybody would like truly disown me. <laughs> no. no. Oh my god, that's where I'm at though. But anyway, shout out. Yes, I'll shout out Story Pirates and um, awesome. Double on your seat treat and your last call. They've got a podcast, so subscribe. Yeah, yes. I've been on a couple episodes, but I don't know oh, which ones. Awesome, I'll totally listen. To yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming and doing this episode of Vulnerability with us. I love you both so much. Thank you for having me. One of my favorite humans. Yeah, this is so fun. Just a blast from the past. So many people from Taylor Elementary (laughs) got their first and last name set out loud. Yes. Shout out to you guys. Hope you're all doing well. Good job. Yeah, I wish you only the best. Um, Thank you so much. We love you. Love you. See you soon. Love you. Bye. I'm walking out the door.